do feel for women who are trying to, you know, achieve more, feel better about themselves, because I don't think we're doing it. I think we are failing as an industry to do that. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to episode number 37 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And a strange way to start a podcast today because I have to start with a couple of apologies. It's been a few days since the last episode, number 36, with Pollyanna Hale was released. But there is a good reason for that. I'm sorry I've kept you waiting for this one. Over the last 10 days, two weeks, myself and some fellow coaches have been putting together a little... I'm going to call it a Christmas single, okay? Don't get too excited by that. It's not, it's not going to be it in the shops. It's nothing, um, it's nothing amazing production-wise, but there's about 10 or 12 of us got together to raise some money for some homeless charities over Christmas, and we decided to do a cover of Band-Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas. Um, it's taken a little while. We, we didn't come up with the idea till a couple of days into December, so we had to really rush it through. So it's taken up a lot of time over the last couple of weeks, but the, the single, as I'm going to call it, is out. And um, it's available all across social media for you to listen to. It's been quite popular so far. I'm not sure if that's for our singing capabilities or just for the fun factor, but a lot of people have watched it. Hopefully it's making some money for some homeless people over Christmas time as well. I'm going to post the link in the show notes so that you can all have a have a listen, have a good laugh. None of us are taking ourselves seriously. It is, it is a very quickly mashed together song um, from 10 or 12 people who, who can't sing that well but it's for a great cause and it's taken us all out of our comfort zone for a start and it's brought us all all a little bit closer together as coaches as well it's been a great couple of weeks to do it but unfortunately it has put the podcast back a couple of weeks the second apology is because on episode number 36 with Pollyanna Hale I did say that this episode would be with a young actress from London called Kira Bay Unfortunately, we're having some real editing issues with that because where Kira was living, we had some real signal issues and we're trying to get the quality up on the podcast. At the minute, it's not that great. And I don't want to put it out without you being able to hear Kira clearly because she's got some great stuff to get across. So we're trying really hard in the background to bring the quality up on that call. And and hopefully that will come out in the early part of 2019. So today we have a lovely young lady on the podcast by the name of Charlotte de Curtis. Uh, this is actually her first ever podcast. When she told me that, I was gobsmacked. I can't believe someone as popular and someone as chatty and someone with such a good message is sitting down to talk with me on the first podcast. I really couldn't believe that. Charlotte lives a couple of hundred miles away from me. She's a PT up in Manchester. And today we're going to discuss pretty much everything that you need to know about the about the diet industry as a whole. Both of us I've got a bit of a gripe against the diet industry, um, particularly here in the UK. There's a lot of false messages. There's a lot of false information out there. There's a lot of people trying to make a quick buck. And today we're going we're gonna to try and put a few of them issues straight for you. We're going to try and share what we think the diet industry needs and the way it should, should be moving forward in 2019. We're going to discuss how you go about finding the right coach for you, whether that's a nutritionist, an online health coach, or a PT, 
what should you really be looking for and how you can find the person who's going to get you the best results. We're going to cover all kinds of other subjects such as bikini modeling, uh, different social media approaches. And I'm definitely going to drop the links in the show notes for Charlotte's social media because at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of a homework and that is to go away and check out Charlotte's social media. It's very, very funny. When I first connected with Charlotte, I started to watch her videos on, on YouTube and Instagram. They're very funny. They take a much different approach to what I take with my social media. They're very honest and to the point and use very blunt language to get the message across. But they're so engaging. And, and you know what? They're so true. I wish more coaches and more people would, would post videos like Charlotte does to show you the honest truth. Instead of instead of trying to sugarcoat everything, just give you the, the real truth, how things really, really are. And Charlotte works with, with mainly women. And she, she gets that across really well. She really gets under the skin of what women need, what they want. And I'm sure there's so many thousands of women out there who resonate with Charlotte's social media. And she'll mention in this podcast that she's got a couple of little boys as well. And it's because of them couple of little boys. I'm kind of addicted to Charlotte's Instagram stories. The, the boys are so funny. They, they have me in stitches when she posts about the boys. So if you go over to Instagram and you follow Charlotte, just, just go up to the top, the little circle, and, and follow her Instagram stories. You'll be hooked within days, I guarantee it. So here we go then, sit back, relax, grab grab your cup of tea, you've got 20 minutes now with Charlotte, she's going to share everything that you need to know about the diet industry and the health industry in the UK. I'm going to try my best not to interrupt too much because she's got a great message, so sit back and enjoy guys and I'll speak to you again in about 25 minutes. Hey, welcome Charlotte to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast, how are you doing? Hello, I am uh, fine thank you, how are you doing? Yeah, great. Thank you. Yes. Um, separate ends of the country, different ends of the country. Um, just for the, those who can't guess, you're from up in Manchester way. Yeah, up there. Northern bird, born and bred. Yeah. <laughs> Looks quite sunny for a change in Manchester. Is, Every time yeah, I've been there, it's raining. For a change. It's been a nice day yesterday as well. So yeah, we're, we're lucky. Sunny for once. <laughs> They, they have this thing, don't they? I don't know if you say it in Manchester, but every, it's always raining in Manchester. And the two or three times I've been there, it has rained every single time I've been there. Yeah, we've had a nice summer, though. Amazing summer, like off-the-chart summer that we've never, ever had before. So that, that you should have come up. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I did, I would have ruined the summer for you, I guarantee. <laughs> oh, I love it. So we're going to talk a lot today about uh, diet culture. Um, Indeed particularly in the UK, I'm sure it's the same world over, really. I was chatting to a, to a lady in New Zealand just before this, and it sounds very similar over there as well. But I have a real gripe with the diet culture mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, <laughs> we'll get into various sort of elements of that in a minute. But what's your views on, on the diet culture within the UK at the minute? Um, well, it's just a bit shit, isn't it, to be honest? <laughs> Um, I think we are very much, um, especially with like the women that I work with, we're, we're riddled with it. You know, everywhere you look, it's whether you're on Instagram or, um, you know, even in like your supermarkets, nobody knows what's going on with it. And I think we are so bombarded with the marketing element that people do want to achieve, you know, the, the happiest, healthiest, help. Ugh healthiest version of themselves that you can't achieve that because nobody knows what they're doing nobody's being genuine not a lot of people are being truthful and I think we are getting better in industry as coaches and personal trainers as such for being kind of authentic with it because I think things do come full circle we've had that whole thing of you know just eat this just eat that um and I do think like I say people are getting better as coaches and be as, as PTs um 
getting true information out there that is serving people and we are starting to be a bit more transparent and that's something that I try and do with with my clients because it's well needed you know but like I say wherever we look there are you know advice what you what you should be eating what you shouldn't be in what you should be training what you shouldn't be training and I think we, we completely as well take that out of context like for a lot of women that I train again just coming back to the whole Instagram thing depending who you're following, is that content serving you and what it is that you're trying to achieve? I think these are all things that we, again, we just completely neglect when we are trying to achieve whatever it is that we're, we're trying to achieve kind of thing. And again, not helped by the marketing and the branding of these huge companies who know how to sell to vulnerable women. Um, and again, I'm probably going to talk a lot about women because that is who I coach. So, um, yeah, and I think we do, again, neglect that whole thing of um, understanding that these massive corporations know how to sell to us. They know how to touch out, like, press our buttons, how to make us kind of um, react in an emotional kind of way, attach negative language to food. All you've got to do is look at a Slimming World group. Or if you type in on Instagram, like, hashtag Slimming World, the amount of accounts that come up with, um, you know, pictures and status updates of their latest weigh-ins um and the, again the whole culture of giving women a certificate for taking up less space in the world you know it, it, it's that whole thing of it's just negative energy it's just it's not a great place to be and I really do feel for women who are trying to you know achieve more feel better about themselves because I don't think we're doing it I think we are failing as an industry to do that yeah I agree and I think Generally, the industry's got better, as you said, over the last few years. Now, yeah. is it because of things like Slimming World and Weight Watchers where it's very much weight-focused? You said at the start there that people want to be the healthiest version of themselves. Mm. I'm not entirely sure that people do want to be the healthiest version of themselves mm. in the most part. I think they want to be the thinnest version of themselves or the slimmest version, mm. but not necessarily the healthiest version. That The two don't really match up, and I think a lot of that is down to... Slimming World Weight Watchers. If you go onto Instagram, like you said, and you look at the bios of people, mm. it, start, it starts off to starting weight, 198 yeah. pounds, current weight, 172. And like yeah, you said, there's yeah. always the, the blog post, I've lost a pound this week. And yeah. like that's some huge achievement, but mm. you could lose a pound pretty much by eating cake for the most part of the week. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a healthier version of you from the mm. previous week. Yeah. See, I think that the other thing that a lot of people neglect and something that I've been through myself is that Whatever size you are, whether you are 30 stone or 10 stone or, you know, what, whatever that looks like, you've got to take your own head with you. And I think what we are not doing as an industry is, is getting to the bottom of what these people actually want. Because I think it, it's very, it's disguised very much in I want to be a slimmer version of myself. But what does that mean? Actually, when you delve a little bit further, again, with the women that I coach, when I delve a little bit further into that, it's not actually than being a smaller version it's that feeling that they think is gonna be attached to that or how they are gonna think and feel and be once they've achieved that and the, the amount of women that I've spoken to who actually when it boils down to it they've lost stones and stone they might have lost 10 stone on slimming world five stone on slimming world or, or whatever other kind of diet type thing that they've done and it's not actually been the massive transformation that, that they've thought that it was going to be because they haven't been empowered along the way. They are, again, taking up 
less space in the world, but they've had no other achievement other than quantifying what they've achieved with the weight on a scale, a number on a scale. That doesn't really mean anything in terms of anything else. Whereas I think that we need to kind of start looking at it, it like the bigger picture of like, you know what it's like if you're on a diet. Well, I know what it's like if, if I've been on, ever been on a diet in the past, I've got a lot of stuff wrong. Um, you're crabby with your kids, you're crabby with your other half, you know, you're not happy, you're miserable. Um, and I do think, again, that whole thing it, it is disguised as I want to be slimmer. But actually, when we start delving a little bit deeper, it is that I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel good in my own body and everything that comes with that, like the confidence that comes with it, which I do not think we're getting from diet culture that, that we've got at the moment. No, definitely. Um, my, my word is, is happiness. So I always say to people, are, are you yeah. happy? Like yeah. Yeah, I when people come to me and they say, I've lost five stone. I need help to lose the last stone. I need to get down to like a size yeah. 10. Mm. Okay. What happens when you get to the size 10? Are you going to be happy? Well, yeah. And you say, well, what happens when you get that number, that magic number on the scale reads out, you are now like 130 pounds. Mm. What changes? Nothing changes inside your head. Nothing changes with your relationship, your life, your work-life yeah, balance. Yeah. You're just a different size person. As you said, take up less space in the world, but yeah. it doesn't change how no. you feel about yourself. See, I've done that before where I used to have this magic number and it's something that I have blogged about quite recently of eight stone. Like I've always averaged around like the same weight, but my magic number was always like eight stone. Um, and I wasn't happy until I was just never, never happy. And I mean, I was only at the time, I mean, I'm probably about a stone heavier than, than the weight that I'm talking about now, but I was about eight stone 10, but I was like, no, I need to be eight stone. I need to have visible abs. And it's almost like holding your self-worth in something like that. Your whole self-worth goes into that. And, and actually you forget like one, what your body can do, what your body's capable of. You forget all the things that you should be grateful of. And when I look back, actually, <laughs> When I was eight stone, I have not been eight stone since I was about 13 and I'd had food poisoning. That's the last time I was eight stone. I'm now nearly like 30 years old and this is only a couple of years ago. So how ridiculous really, looking back, eight stone. Would, would I really want to be eight stone? And the, the funny thing was, um, it's a couple of years ago now after I had my second son or something again that I documented a lot of on my Facebook page. Um, I competed at... Um, a show called Fit Factor and I was about eight stone five and I felt awful. Like I felt really just like not womanly, not, and I'm totally not putting this on anybody else. You have every right to feel how you want to feel at a certain weight. But for me, I was just like, Oh no, I feel really scrawny. I just don't feel nice in my clothes. And I think we get this thing in our head that, or how our life is going to be when we hit a certain weight. And I think that's what we attach to it. We attach this story to a number when actually that is not the reality of what is going on. And I think that, again, is something that we do need to address and take into consideration, especially as coaches with our clients. It's something, again, that's been neglected, ramming your own shit down everybody else's throat when actually it's more about what, you know, they need, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Generic approach doesn't doesn't work for everyone. Mm -hmm. But you you know, you're saying there that the effect of your other like the effect it will have on your other half. So for you to get down to say eight stone, to mm -hmm. have your ripped abs and everything, is mm -hmm. is really, really hard. The effort that has to go into you looking like that oh, kind God, of yeah. ruins your relationship with your partners because mm -hmm. 
you, you're so focused. You like you said, you're crabby. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. Yeah. I know so many women who've gone to fitness shows and, and got the like the bikini body and they've got the abs yeah. and they say, I've never looked as good as that in my life. But, and it's always, always is followed up with the line. I've never felt so miserable as I did then. Yeah, no. So, so you know, why, why do we want to do it to ourselves? Yeah. I just think as well, that whole thing is very subjective. Like I, I've got a client um, and I know that she won't mind me saying this. Um, she's in her fifties. She is in incredible shape, not just for her age, just, just in general. She's in amazing shape. She's got a great relationship. Um, you know, they're always off. They're, they're eating out. They, they've just got a great life. She's, she's healthy. She's, you know, from what I can see, she's happy. And she's got into her head that she wants to do um, a bodybuilding show. And I'm like, why? You know, again, people do what you want to do. Do you? I'm all down for that. But really, again, when we delve a little bit deeper, she has this kind of connection to standing on a stage in a bikini and feeling a best self. And, you know, the reality of it, like we've just said, that, that's not what it, that's not really what happens. You know, you're miserable. You are miserable. You've dieted yourself to oblivion. Hey, this is Mark Slight from Health Buddy. I want to know if you've taken the Health Buddy Challenge yet. A short five-day program that covers every aspect of your life so that you can look, move, and feel your best. If you want to try the Health Buddy Challenge, head over now to healthbuddy.fit and take the challenge today. And again, I think that whole social media culture, again, comes down to that. If you are filling your head with these images, because I've done that before, like when, um, it's a couple of years ago now, I was following so many bikini athletes on Instagram. So every day you go on your phone, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, that's all that's in your head and that becomes your norm. And actually, that, that, it, it's not a norm it's not really something that we should be making a norm it is an extreme you know you've got like bodybuilding culture on one end you know and there's a very other extreme which again i blogged about a couple of weeks ago with the um test daily uh, test daily definitely not test daily what's she called test holiday <laughs> not test daily. um at the other end you know so, so then both things for me are two very different extremes and yeah. i don't think we're doing any favors in you know proclaiming that that is a norm because again this isn't anything profound i know we're being quite transparent about this these days on on instagram quite a lot of coaches are but you're only seeing snapshots of people you're seeing people's burpees or the deadlifts or the weight that they're lifting on the best lift you're seeing the chicken and the broccoli and tupperware i would rather like just no not not i'm not down for chicken and broccoli and tupperware and if you've got to take your tupperware to a child's party or you know you're at a christian and you're taking your tupperware with you I'd hate that for my clients. That is not how I want you to live your life. Like, how miserable is that? Yeah, it is. I quite agree. And mm -hmm. I think you're, you're a little bit younger than me. You're about 10 years younger than me. So I'm guessing for most of your adult life, you've had social media. Yeah. Now, Unfortunately. I, 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 ne <laughs> <laughs> I never had that when I was, when mm -hmm. I was younger. And, and yeah. what you would have is a PTs you would see for maybe, let's say, three sessions a week. So you'd go and see your PT for three hours. Yeah. You have this idea, or certainly this vision, because your PT looks good, right? Mm -hmm. And so you think, I want to be like this PT. This is what I'm aiming for. You had no clue in the early days what that PT was doing in the background. Yeah. When I first qualified as a PT myself, a few, mm -hmm. quite a few years ago now, um, I turned up. I was already qualified in nutrition at this point, so I, I generally I'd eat pretty well. Mm -hmm. But I turned up to this PT exam, and, uh, and I was conscious that I have to eat really really well i should yeah. be there and i should have like everything should be really on point like you said about the tupperware and stuff it <laughs> went in tupperware and it was just it was amazing mm. and then all the other pts like the youngsters 21 year olds and that yeah um 
they were going out to, to, to the garage at lunchtime buying like Gingster's sausage rolls and stuff. And I'm like, your clients don't see that. You might look good, yeah, but absolutely. your clients don't see that. Now with social media, we get the chance to show a more well-rounded approach. And I think yeah. as coaches, we play a bigger role now than we ever did before because, mm. because we can be seen. If I go out in a Health Buddy t-shirt and I go soft shopping, people yeah. are going to go, oh, look, he's buying cakes and crisps. But if I blog about that and say, look, it's okay to eat cakes and crisps yeah. every now and again, yeah. that's fine. Ten years ago, people go, oh, not much of a nutritionist yeah. for eating that, are you? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But our role changes and we have a bigger impact now, don't you think? Yeah. And I think it is important to be transparent with not just kind of how you are, but just with information. You know, it, it's, it's still riddled with do this, do that all over social media, which actually one size fits all doesn't fit anybody. Um but again, just being transparent that you, there are certain things that you've got to have in place, but it's not all what it seems to be. You know, like supplements, products, like you are bombarded with stuff. Um, and being happy with your food, if you like food, I love food. A lot of my clients love food. You're allowed to love food. And I think that is like the message that, you know, if, if we are being transparent, that, that is a good approach to take. I mean, everybody's going to resonate with, with different information. And I think um, it's that whole thing as well with people kind of taking offence um, at what you're saying. Like, I've had some people on some of my videos, like, jumping on the, well, that's not correct. Like, well, it might not be correct for you. You don't resonate with my content. Piss off. Um, but somebody else out there will resonate with that with that content. And I think it comes down again when you're picking a personal trainer or you're picking, like, if you're going on some kind of fitness journey, resonating with the content that you're seeing in front of you, like the amount of women that I've spoken to who've gone, well, I'm going to train with so-and-so because so-and-so is a bodybuilder and they know what they're doing. And I'm kind of like, you're a mum to three kids with a nine to five job. I don't think that's going to work out <laughs> somehow, mm -hmm. you know, and it, and it is funny what people think or what, what people kind of get in their heads of this extreme um, this extreme lifestyle that you have to adopt when actually it, it, it's not like that. But I think that's the best approach that we can take, you know, because I think our sort of content and approach seems very, very similar in that respect. Just being transparent about information. People have choice. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that we can kind of take, take from that. People are going to choose to do it. People are going to not choose to do it. Um, and that, I think that's all that we can do with it, really. Yeah. So let's, okay, let's talk about your social media then. Very different to mine. Mine is very, I wouldn't say that I'm scared of offending people because yeah. like you say, if they don't want to follow me, I'm not forcing them to follow me. They can go away and they can follow yeah. someone else. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. You, you will attract the people that, that like your content. Oh, absolutely, is very different. Mine is very kind of flat, informative, but polite. Yours is more in your face and like, don't do this, put this down, dude. And not polite. <laughs> no, but, but you get a great reaction from it. And yeah. hopefully, because, because it is quite different to a lot of people in the business, your social media, because mm -hmm. I think probably more alike, like me, nice, polite, informative, mm. dare, dare I say quite boring in a way. Um, but yours is much more entertaining and people are going to watch that and hopefully people will take a lot of information from that. Yeah, I think it's that whole thing again though, like people will take away from it what they want to take away from it. So if they resonate with me, there were some people who watch my videos and just think, oh my God, what a knob. Like I watch some of them back and think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and those are the people that are not going to sign up with me. And it does, it, it serves me and it saves me a job as well because 
I want to work with people who resonate with my content and who are not going to be hard work as a client. So what is the point somebody coming to me that wants something that, that it's not my message. It's not how I am as a person. Like wait, if you come and train with me kind of thing, um, I am very much in real life. Like I, a very toned down version, by the way. Um, you know, it's the same kind of message. You're not going to all of a sudden come and train with me and I'm going to be a completely different person who starts shoveling like spinach down your throat or anything. Um, yeah, so I think it, it does serve a purpose for me. And it's just, you know, you've got to have a laugh, haven't you? No one's getting out of here alive. So <laughs> it's just, yeah. And I have fun. I like it. Yeah, and you will you will get better results because there's nothing worse. I've had this before where people have signed up for six months. Yeah. Two months in, they think, do you know what? You're not really we don't fit too well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. that's because like you say, if I'm trying to be one person on social media, then I'm someone totally different when I'm coaching you. Yeah. That's why there's a mismatch there. If we yeah, could be yeah, honest, yeah. and, and you don't need that. thousands of followers. You don't need to have no. millions of people following you. No, you no, just no. need the people that need your approach. Yeah. See, I'm a massive, massive believer in that as well. I really like nurturing the relationships that I've got, even like with, with whether that's clients, whether it's friends, I think there's something really, um, nice about keeping your circle small um and looking after the people that you you know that that you've got around with you getting to know them getting to know what what makes them tick and I think we do especially with the whole social media thing um on some level start to neglect that as well because you know everybody wants the hundred thousand followers everybody or like the ten thousand followers on Instagram so you can do the swipe up thing um you know it, it's I do think there's something nice keeping your circle small keeping them within um you know understanding your content having them resonate with what you're saying and this for me there's something really nice about that because I've not always been like that like previous to this like years ago I had a dance and fitness studio which was like the big dream from being a little girl, got it, hated it, hated, hated it with every fiber of my being. I was like, I am leaving this industry. I am going. Anyway, um, I didn't. I'm still here. And it was the best thing that I could have done, but I really had to niche down and think like, what is it that I want to do? Who do I want to work with? Because at the time I was, I was um, doing like kids classes. I was in schools. I was doing women's fitness classes, women's dance classes. You know, I, and I think that's the thing when you try and be everything to everybody, you do just become lost in your own message because you don't know what you stand for. You don't know what you stand against. And I, I think that's been a real learning curve for me, bringing it all down and just learning what, who I want to work with, what the content is that I want to put out. And I think the, this sort of past four year period since I've done that has been the best four years that I've had in my working life in terms of like having clients that I want to work with and having them that actually want to work with me um and they resonate with my content and they get a lot out of it yeah and they get better results don't they yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely yeah. So as we come to the end of part one, then that's the homework for everyone listening is to go, mm. I'm going to post your Instagram link uh, in, in the show notes. I get everyone to go and have a look if they haven't already at Charlotte's Instagram. Be offended. And then, yeah, if, <laughs> if you're already following mine, you'll see a very stark difference, but it's great fun. It's great to watch videos. Um, and they're very popular as well. So go and listen, go and watch the videos and listen to Charlotte's content. And we'll be back in a couple of days for part two. So there you go. I'm, I'm deadly serious about that bit of homework as well. Definitely in the next couple of minutes when this podcast finishes, check the show notes, grab 
Charlotte's Instagram URL. Go over and check it out. It's, it's going to be well worth it and, and you'll be hooked, I promise you. So I'm not going to sing. Um, I think I think you can also go and check out our, our, uh, our Band-Aid cover in the show notes as well. And, and you'll realise once you watch that that you don't want me to be singing. But I will say it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's a week to go now as this podcast comes out. And it's the time of year when we all start to to plan for next year. Maybe not this week. Maybe we're still gorging and, you know, eating all the pigs in blankets and the quality street and celebrations. You know, we've probably got like three or four tins to get through before the new year. And there's going to come a point where it's too much over the next week or so. And we're going to think, oh, my God, I need to go on a diet. And we all do it. I'm sure we do. There'll be a point. What's your New Year's resolution? I need to lose some weight. I need to get fit. I need to tone up. They are the most common answers to what is your New Year's resolution. But how many of us genuinely mean it? And how many of us actually do anything about it? You know, it's it's all very well to say, yeah, I'm going to lose a bit of weight. And the first Monday of January rolls around and you might cut out carbs or you might start eating a salad or or a homemade soup or something. But realistically, how long can you keep that up for? You know, how often do you sit there and plan for your year ahead? How how often do you sit there and review the previous year? It's one of them habits that I do every New Year's Eve and I sit there and plan my year ahead. I set some targets, I set some goals and some visions, make sure that I am aligned with my values and I sit back and I review the previous year and have I hit my targets from the previous year? If not, why not? What needs to change? And it keeps me moving forward. I I don't like to drift through life. I like to have plans. I like to have goals and I like to keep moving forward. And don't get me wrong, I was not always like this. I did used to drift and I spent many years drifting. And that's probably what puts me in a position I'm in now where I, I strive to move forward. And I'm a big believer that if you have the values, the visions and the goals that the universe will provide for you and things will come into my life as and when I need them to come into my life. But I still set goals and I still have targets to move towards because I think without without that dream, without that vision, we do just drift and, and a week can turn into a month, can turn into a year, can turn into a decade. And before you know it, half your life's gone by and you haven't done anything. So what are you doing this Christmas or this new year to plan for the following year? It could be that you might sign up with a coach for six months, 12 months, even two years in some cases. But it could just be as simple as sitting down and planning your life ahead for the next 12 months. How many of us are going to do that this year? So head over to the show notes with that in mind. I've got a free five-day program there that you can get started with in January. It's nice and easy, doesn't cost you anything, doesn't link to anything. It's just a free five-day starter program to start you off on the right foot and to get you working towards happiness, weight loss, and a healthier lifestyle. So please go over and check that out. It costs you nothing to sign up and it's just five days of your life. Most of us will start January being healthy for a week or being on diet for a week. So go check the five-day program and and use that and and have some good, healthy advice and stuff that's going to move you forward in the right direction. Even if you don't take any further advice past the five days, it's really going to set some good foundations up for you there. And as we'll talk about in episode two a little bit more, it's all about making you happy. That's all the weight loss, the health, everything is about. It's about making you happy. So ask yourself this Christmas, this new year, are you happy? What needs to change next year to make you happy or to make you happier? And start to plan now for your 2019. And I can guarantee if you start to plan now, much like when you food prep and you you plan your week's food ahead, you will see success if you put plans in place. You might not stick to them 100% throughout the year, 
but you will have a plan and you will stick to some of it. And that's better than not having a plan and sticking to 100% of that because you will move forward by having a plan and sticking to maybe 20% of it. You'll still move forward. But with all that in mind, there's still a few days to go until Christmas. Uh, We've still got another episode with Charlotte to squeeze in before Christmas Day. So come back in a couple of days, guys, girls. Tune in to episode number two with Charlotte. And I'm not going to tell you what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a bit of a surprise, but it's good fun. You you know from this episode, Charlotte's got a a wonderful approach to the diet industry and, and to health and to life in general. So come back in a few days' time. That'll be episode number 38. And that will be it before Christmas. We'll come back after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year with an amazing guy from Hawaii who's going to share a a really fantastic story. So I'm going to leave that there, guys. Go over, check over the show notes, check the five-day program, check Charlotte's Instagram feed. And we'll both be back to speak to you again in a couple of days' time. Take care. I love you all for listening, and I'll speak to you again in a couple of days.